0: Hey, guys, I'm Kelly Wolf, and this is The Flow Podcast. I feel like I have to clear something up. So when people hear the word flow, they always ask me, is this a yoga class or just something that can happen when you're surfing? But this flow stands for finding love over worry. And this podcast is all about the ways that you can have more flow in your life. On The Flow Podcast, I'm going to share my wisdom as a coach a writer, a speaker, and a mama, I want to give you all the goods so that you can start your flow journey today. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the flow podcast. All right. I have a big surprise up my sleeve and it is stressing me out to no end. I am a very good exaggerator, but I am a really, really bad liar. I am definitely the kind of person that would say, oh my gosh, it was a thousand miles when it was a hundred miles. But when it comes to just a bold faced lie, it's not my jam. I just, I'm not good at it. So let me tell you what's happening. I am leaving Canada to cross back to the U S border in about two hours from now, but you are not going to hear this till about three weeks from this recording. And here's what's wild. So my very dear friends, their names are Delilah and Courtney. You guys have definitely heard me talk about Delilah. Well, in fact, you just listened to her. So you really know her by now. Delilah does not know that I'm coming. And to the degree that she doesn't know that I'm coming. She thinks it's possible that we are barely going to see each other. She thinks that we're going to see each other for maybe one day of my entire trip back to the States. Now here's the whole story. We have about three and a half weeks to go back to the United States then we have to come back to Canada. And since nobody really knows when they're going to open the border up, we have no idea how long it will be until we see people again. And you guys, I've told you now, many times you're starting to probably get sick of the story. We haven't seen our family in coming up on almost two years, and it's been really, really, really hard. And we're about to go see all of them. So I have a lot of emotions, but here's the other part. So we're going to cross over and I've had to tell my friends, Delilah and Courtney, that I am going to do all these other things that I'm not really doing. And it's getting really hard. I mean, I talked to Delilah like every other day, probably. So I think I've probably told, I don't even know. I've probably told multiple lies. I can't even really track them anymore. I'm not even sure exactly what I said. So I'm just trying to feign blonde stupidity. That's basically where I am right now. And I'm hoping that it is effective, but let me tell you what we're going to do. All right. Oh my God. This is so exciting. Okay. So uh, my very good friend, Emily, she owns a home in Florida. Maybe this was about, I don't know, a couple of months ago. As soon as we knew that we could take this trip, I called Emily and we started to make this plan. Emily has a shop in Park City called Wish, and she's a professional party planner. And she's, Banana's talented. So she had this whole <laughs> this whole plan as to what we were going to do. I'm going to be flying into Florida the day before they arrive. Emily and I will be there and we're going to get all this stuff set up. So her idea was I'll be sitting on the beach with this giant beach, giant beach hat with a magazine in front of me and Courtney and Delilah will arrive and she'll say, "Hey, let's go out to the beach and, you know, have a drink or sit down and I'm going to be sitting there." This is the big surprise. Now I have to remind you, I haven't seen my friends, well, I haven't seen my friends in a year and we're not positive when we'll see them again. So, this is going to be this is going to be an epic surprise. Here's the hard part. Well, the hard part is not saying anything. The second hard part is if you know me, I'm on Instagram quite a bit, which I'm going to maybe dial that back significantly moving forward. More news on that. I will be here all the time. I will be sending emails all the time, but I think I'm going to dial back some of my Instagram usage. That being said, I've had to make dummy content for the next five days when I will be in the United States, but nobody can know that. (laughs) You guys are all going to be listening to this. So if you are a person who watched my Instagram during that section, you're going to go, holy mother of Mary, this is the most boring shenanigans I have ever seen because there's not a whole lot I can do. I'm asking for like casserole recipes and showing me walking my dog, but I had to do enough that it seemed like I'm here and not there. Are you celebrating the moments of your life, the big and small moments of your life? Because our friends at 1111 Wines believe in just that. In fact, their tagline is make your moment. You guys, I've been a fan of 1111 Wines for years. They are a luxury wine brand. They have one of the top winemakers in the world, Kirk Venge, and they believe deeply in the power of connection. 1111 has so much to offer. You can be a wine club member, which gives you incredible perks, one of which is priority booking in their incredible Vineyard House. Guys, I booked it last year and did it to mark a really special occasion in my life and I will never forget it. So the next time that you want to make a moment in your life, consider giving the gift of 1111 Wines to someone that you love or give it to yourself. Sign up for the wine club, go to their website at 1111wines.com and be ready to make your moment. One of the things I get asked about the most are recommendations for coaches in different niche areas. I have a coach who I recommend to all parents who have found themselves feeling like they are alone in their parenting journey because their child was born in a way that they didn't expect. Margaret Webb Life Coaching is a true unicorn, you guys. She is a master certified life coach. She is certified nature-based coach. She is a former teacher, but her most important journey and job on this life was being a mother to her 17-year-old son who is on the autism spectrum. She works with parents who feel incredibly alone in their journey with a child that they didn't expect. And she wants to remind those parents that not only are they not alone, but there are things that they can do to bring ease and joy in their life that they may have never considered. I call Margaret a friend. She is a profoundly gifted coach. And if you have found yourself on this journey, I would not hesitate to reach out to her. Go to... Margaret Webb life And that is web with two B's. And I promise that this will change the journey for you. All right. So all of that to bring me to really what I wanted to talk to you about today, which is a thing called that I like to call not by the way, before I get into that, is that not so much fun? I love surprises so much. I have friends in my life who say, please don't ever throw me a surprise party. That's not me. I love a good surprise. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things in the world. In fact, for as long as I can remember, I'm probably your friend that's going to throw you a surprise party because I just, I love it. Even if you tell me that you don't like it, I really just ignore that altogether. So. This is going to be good. And yes, my goal will be to get lots of video content of this so I can share it with all of you because I just think it's going to be one of those magical moments. The second magical moment is going to be seeing our family. I realized this morning, I got very emotional because I think what we all do is you just get on with it. You just do what you need to do. You can't wallow. I'm not a wallower. And as you know, I'm a flow person, but flow does not mean you can bypass pain. In fact, flow is kind of opposite of that. If you really dive into the teachings of it, which you will when my book comes out, the whole section of finding is really about navigating what's coming up for you and deciding what the next step is going to be. And in that finding section, that's the part where we have to sit down and really take a look at what we're worried about or what we are fearful about. And I've talked about this and I, I talk about it in depth in the book. If you come up to worry and you realize that you have a chronic worry, something that has stayed with you for an extraordinary amount of time, and it's really affecting your behavior and how you operate in the world, that is a rooted worry source that is rooted in most likely a trauma of some kind. If that's the case, then what needs to happen next is not just replace the thought with love and gratitude. What needs to happen next is going deeper, maybe talking to a therapist, going deeper into where that rooted belief is. What will eventually happen is exactly what flow is. What will eventually happen is those thoughts will become rooted in love and gratitude because ultimately that is the only way. It is the only way. And even when recovering from significant trauma, even if we don't choose to forgive, although I would highly recommend that, even if we don't choose to forgive, although I've, I've worked with you guys might know this. I had a, um, I co-founded and co-ran a nonprofit called the Shear Foundation for Sudanese refugees. We were open for about ten years, and this particular group was a group of refugees that were displaced from the genocide that happened in Sudan in the 90s and most of the they they were these these men these boys were called the lost boys of Sudan you probably have heard about them if you haven't you should google them there's an amazing documentary called God grew tired of us that tells the entire story of their journey but and the reason that there were more boys than girls there were there were a few girls but not many Because the boys that survived these particular attacks at the time were the young boys that went up into the mountains to tend to the cattle and the sheep. While they were tending to their livestock, army militias came into their communities and killed everybody. Everybody. And these young boys and a handful of girls, when they returned to their villages, they came back to Bedlam. Just death and destruction. And the reason that 50,000 of those young boys and a few girls ended up walking across Sudan and eventually into Kenya was because they all just had to find each other and try to survive together. When I heard that story early on, I found out that there were at the time, 150 of the Lost Boys that had been placed by the UN Refugee Committee in Salt Lake City at the time. And between the work that I was doing for my undergraduate work and a friend of mine, we decided to start this nonprofit. What I learned from being around them and talking to them is two things. One is their joy is palpable, which seems As I say it out loud, it almost makes me wanna cry because I'd never seen anything like it. We tend and we are around so many of us and so many people. We get so dragged down by our suffering that we just, we roll around in it for so long. We almost forget what we're even saying anymore. And these guys that I spent so much time with, they were so joyful. They saw so much joy in, in these little things. And they would always say to me, we are lucky to be alive. We are so lucky to be alive and we won't take it for granted. And they felt very passionate about doing, doing right and doing good so that their families did not die in vain. And they worked so hard. In fact, this, and this is not part of the story, but I want to share it with you because I think it's important. So what our goal was, was to provide educational opportunity In any category, we did not care. You had to fill out an application that was very simple. And we basically said yes, if it was an educational opportunity. So it didn't matter if you were learning to be an electrician or if you were learning to be a biochemist. But most of the guys that went through and graduated, we ended up graduating our full docket. So anybody that applied, they were approved. And anybody that was approved finished their schooling. So we were able to shut the doors of the Shear Foundation because we essentially accomplished the mission that we had laid forth for that goal. But what most of them told me and told us at the time was that their goal was to go to school so that they could return back to their native country and build it in a way that was positive and powerful for the people of Sudan. So what many of them did was they learned various different tactical things. Is that the right word? They learned bioengineering, um, architecture, medicine, transportation, all these different things that would help to build infrastructure in this place. And they also believed that if they could go and have this different set of, of education and, and views and values, they could bring that to leadership all throughout Sudan. And in fact, they have done this. It is the most inspirational thing in the world. One of our graduates figured out how to build these huts. And I'm going to completely get this so wrong, but basically it was is an engineering concept where they could build them for very, very, very cheap. They stayed hot and cold depending on the time of the year and what you needed. They had an irrigation system and they could be replicated with hardly any, any um, challenges. And they did this so that they could build these housing and communities for people all throughout the country. And they're now doing that. There's multiple guys over there that are working in finance, working in politics, working in medicine. And it's the definition of hope to me. But the big reason that I was telling you that story was because they would often tell me that the only exit door that they ever could understand from that experience was love. That's it. So what I wanted to say to you today was there's a couple of things that I think are really important. One is that love's going to end up being the answer for you no matter how long the journey takes to get there. No matter how deep the suffering is, love will be the answer. So if you're using flow for big or small, that's where you'll end up at some point. And I say this a lot. If you take the F out of flow, you get low. Ha! I love stuff like that. But what I mean by that is if you don't take the time to observe and you don't take the time to really look deeply into what's causing your discomfort, what's causing your worry and what's causing your fear. You'll just do that thing that people say where they're like, smile till you mean it, which I think is total crap. As a matter of fact, I've actually been in a situation where it like hurt to smile. Have you ever been like that before? So don't, that's the time that you're meant to look further into what your experience is and do the work to get there. So another lesson that I learned from my my guys (laughs) is, I don't want to call them the lost boys anymore because they're definitely not lost. They are absolutely found. So I can't say that. But what I can say is one of them told me one time, Gilles was his name. And he said, you cannot barter pain. And what he meant and through our conversation was anybody can look at him and say, well, how, you know, you've gone through the worst thing that's imaginable. But what he said is it doesn't matter. It's all relative. Your pain is your pain and it doesn't matter what somebody else has been through. It matters what you are going through and that your duty is to get yourself to a place of healing. Then you can be of service to others. That is your duty to get yourself to a place of healing so that you may be of service to others. That's the whole thing. If you barter pain, meaning if you decide that your pain is insignificant because somebody else's is greater then all of a sudden you just shove it down. Shove it down somewhere where nobody can see. And eventually it will find its way back to the surface. That's inevitable. So the deal here is if and when you are hurting, if and when you have fear or worry, you cannot decide that somebody else has it worse than you. You acknowledge your own pain and you acknowledge your own hurt. And then we do the work. And all of that to tell you that I got emotional this morning because I realized that this entire year was actually really nice and beautiful and you know, everybody's happy and healthy, but man, do I miss my people? And I've never been away from them this long. And as my parents get older in life, as Scott's family shifts and changes, we're we missed so much. And every minute feels incredibly precious. And I think I've told you guys this, but just this year, three of my very close friends lost their mothers, one to COVID, the other two to other causes, but it really sent a wake-up call to me about taking care of your people and spending time with your people. So although I have been consumed with trying not to blow my big surprise, I am also Beyond grateful that in just but a few days, I will see the people that I love. And I anticipate probably crying the entire time is what I'm expecting. And I know that there are much worse things in the world than spending a year away from your family. That's what I meant by telling you that whole story. But I wanted to acknowledge that in my life, in my journey, this is much harder than I would have thought. And all I think the additional pieces of that are quite obvious, right? I mean, it's not just being away. It's being away during a very bizarre time in our life. So today, I want to offer you the invitation to love on your people, to turn off social media, which I know everybody's like, that's counterintuitive. It is, but that's okay. And I do it more than people know. Side note, if you happen to be the person that sent this to me, I'm just gonna clarify something. Somebody said, I think it's ironic that you talk about getting off social media and off of devices when you're on the device saying it, <laughs> and albeit it is a point, I actually about use about 15 to 20 minutes of social media a day. Yes, I know. It doesn't seem that way. It's way more thoughtful than you would think. I don't spend a lot of time on it. Um, I spend a lot of time trying my best to be of service and to offer something that's meaningful. And if I don't feel like something's meaningful, then I'm probably just not going to say anything. And that's kind of how I choose to use that in my world. But I think that I am healthier when I don't get stuck in it for too long. And I think all of us this past year have spent way too much time in other people's lives and not as much in our own. So my invitation to you today is to go be with your people in the silliest of ways, in the simplest of ways, in making food together, in just sitting and talking. And I just did an interview yesterday and when we finished the interview, we both said, well, my friend said, isn't that, God, that's so fun. That's so fun to just sit and talk because we make this conscious time to turn everything off, to really engage, to really be present and listen. And we have an invitation to do that truly at any time, any time you like. All right, my friends, let's see how this whole thing plays out. I was about to say, please don't say anything, but it won't matter because you won't hear this until after the fact. So I think we're safe. Actually, I know we are. All right, you guys, no matter what's happening in your life, no matter what is going on, remember that you always have flow in your back pocket. i had a huge aha moment when i first started working with joe at blueberry nutrition and that is blueberry-nutrition.com And when you go to their website, start by taking the quiz. It will give you an individualized program that's created just for you. So when I first started working with Jo, she had helped me find these small changes, these tiny habits that I could make for my overall health. At the time I had been feeling dizzy and my blood pressure was low and she really got to the root of the problem. Her whole method is to get you off of those vicious cycles of losing the same 20 pounds over and over again. Her method was designed to create lasting changes for you, changes that are doable that come from small habit shifts. Go check out blueberry nutrition.com and start your health journey today. Did you know that OG is an NSF certified organic skincare company? because they are committed to a seed to skin approach. That way you can know everything that you're putting on your skin is from the purest ingredients from the earth. I am a fan of all the OG products. My makeup bag looks like an OG makeup stand, (laughs) but my favorite right now is the sculpted face sticks. I love carnelian. It gives me this buildable luminous dewy glow and I'm obsessed. You guys can find OG on all major social platforms from YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at OG. That's O-G-E-E. You can also go to their website, www.og.com, and check out all their products. They're stunning. You will love having them on your countertop. All right, guys, let's get glowing with OG.